0: This is the anthem of The Adventurer, the show for men who are tired of forsaking their dreams, who are willing to risk, to dare greatly, and know in their soul that their desire for adventure is good. It's time to venture into the wild places in our hearts. Here's your host, Dan Saner.
1: Guys, welcome to the show of the Fuller Kingdom. This history, is here, how is legends are born. Today's episode is sponsored by Izaru, And this brand goes right along with what our guest Dan McPherson is all about, which you'll hear about in a little bit. Izaru is a brand that inspires parents to create deep connections with their children through play, creativity, exploration, and doing good deeds together. On their lifestyle blog, they share everything from fun family games, exciting places to travel, humanitarian projects, healthy habits, to DIY tutorials especially their epic handmade Halloween costumes. <laughs> in their shop, they offer a collection of empowering graphic tees for adults and kids. I have one that says create more, and I love to wear it out in the wood shop. Uh, the kids' tees include fun pockets to encourage them to get outside, explore nature, and collect treasures they find during their adventures. Uh, my kids will put uh, you know rocks and stuff in there. As part of their mission to be the good, a portion of all the sales are donated to organizations that help underprivileged youth. These organizations build playgrounds and areas of poverty, provide art education and outdoor experiences to inner-city youth, and Isaru is offering an exclusive discount only for the Anthem of the Adventurer community of 25% off your entire order. Use the code ANTHEM to redeem your discount. Now on with the show. And welcome to another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast, the show for men who are looking to answer the call to the wild places in their lives. I'm your host, Dan Zaner. Today on the show, we talk to my good friend, Dan McPherson, who works with people who have a creative spirit, either one they fully embrace or one they've repressed for years in the cubicle. (laughs) He helps people find clarity, adventure, and prosperity in their creative pursuits. And he's a guy that believes in getting a little bit better every day and helping those he serves do that as well, helping them move into new territory in powerful and effective ways. We talk about how to make incredible change in your life and business through seemingly small incremental changes. He's a lifelong learner, and we share many of the same influencers, which was really awesome to talk about. One of his biggest takeaways from them is that every high performer is passionate about growth, stepping out and doing new things, while keeping all that balanced with a healthy dose of fun. In addition to growth, they're huge seekers of adventure. As our good friend Teddy Roosevelt would say, work hard and play hard. Welcome to the show today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We've got a, uh, a new friend of mine that I've gotten to know over uh, the past uh, few weeks, so introduced by uh, another awesome uh, podcast guest here. Uh, we have Dan McPherson, who I uh, found out about through the great guys over at Mike Games, Mike Konis. and It's been re- great getting to know you, Dan, and just glad to have you on the show and uh, be able to share a little bit about you with uh, our awesome audience.
0: Well, it's great getting to know you as well, and I'm glad to be here, and I'm thankful to Michael and the guys over at Dogmite for introducing us, for sure.
1: Oh, man, it's, it's just been really cool, like, hearing all the things that um, you and their team have been able to, to do together and uh, getting to know you a little bit. Can you uh, kind of give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, a bit about your family, and uh, kind of what you're up to?
0: For sure. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm from Michigan. I suppose all various parts of Michigan. I grew up on the west side in the Kalamazoo area in a little town called Comstock. I also spent some time in northern Michigan and then came to college in Ann Arbor at University of Michigan. Go I would hold that against you. <laughs> I knew I had to get that in there. And uh, it, it, I, then after that, we did move to Maryland and, in fact, moved to Indiana for a year. But came back to home to uh, to the land of Go Blue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all Big Ten and, uh, Neither of the football teams that I support are good enough to have a rivalry with Michigan anyway. So.
0: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. And, and as far as family, I, I live here with my wife and my son, uh, my wife, Rissa, and my son, Bryce. Uh, he's a 15-year-old ball of fire, uh, and uh, <laughs> as uh, I think most teenagers are. And it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a fun time for sure. I, love, I, I do love Ann Arbor, even setting aside the school piece. I, I'm a foodie. and There's a lot of good things here. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and there are also a lot of creative people here, which works really well into what I do and what my passion is for work.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Ann Arbor is a beautiful town, aside from the nasty, ugly university that's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful campus, too, and Michigan's great. But uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, about your work and the, the things that you kind of helped create in, this, in the world?
0: For sure. My company is Leaders Must Lead. And that—that that is, I, I guess, a lot of my passion that has developed over the years is I've recognized that many people are in positions of leadership, but only a select group of them learn how to and choose to lead. So my company is designed to help individuals and companies to grow, accomplish their dreams, increase profit, revenue, all of those things. And over the last couple of years, what I've recognized is my clear niche. And my niche is to aim at creatives and entrepreneurs. In other words, people who often don't get the business side of the training. Many, in many cases, these are people who are excited about what they do, who they, they create, they enter the world through their art or or through their passion but they haven't necessarily been brought these the types of training that you would get in a formal business environment or if they have it certainly hasn't been in a way that would connect with them and help them to create and grow a business so think of it as they know where they are and I learn about that they share with me where they want to go and
1: I help fill in the dots of the path on the center yeah that's really cool and and a really necessary (laughs) service for a for folks uh, like the guys at Dogmite and and your other clients that it's just, you don't know what you don't know sometimes and it's really good to have a guide along the way.
0: Yeah, I found that it it has been of great help to uh, not just a few people, but a pretty wide variety of clients. I I, I currently have clients in, I believe, 11 different industries. I work with musicians and chefs and artists and chiropractors, among many others, along with, of course, gamers like Dogmite Games. I've been working with them for three years now and their progress has been fantastic as is their product and their passion. And it's been really exciting to see their business come to life. That that's where I guess I get my reward or my fulfillment is from helping others to achieve their dreams and then seeing them accomplish those things that maybe they thought that they couldn't or that others told them that they couldn't and, and grasp onto that and move forward in in amazing ways.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I really like that. It's it's that, that ability to see what they don't even see about themselves and then convince them that it's true and help them reach it, right? Right, absolutely. And
0: one of the things that I've really come to understand about creatives is that our society is geared to go the other direction, is geared to say if you have something that you are creative about, you're a musician or you're an artist, that you should get a real job so that you can support that as opposed to pursuing that dream and turning it into a real job. And one of the biggest missions that I share with my clients and one of the first messages that I have to share with almost all of them is that their dreams can be real. Now, it does come with a caveat, which is that they have to learn some skills and understandings that they may not have had, and then they have to work really hard to get it, just like you would <laughs> yeah. at anything else. But, but yep. as long as that understanding is there, there's no reason that, it, that dreams can't be fulfilled on that side of the world as well. And uh, the comparison that I like to use is you think about an engineer. The world describes an engineer in very finite, discrete ways and says that an engineer should be paid this many dollars and so it, that has this understandable value. But what does the engineer create that the artist didn't first foresee? And the artist has tremendous value as part of that process.
1: Yeah. And even with the engineer, as, as an engineer, like <laughs> it's not the like only that. thing that defines you, right? It's, it's, you know, you've got other, other skills that you may want to incorporate into, into a business or something that are creative. And it's hard to kind of wrap your brain around That when you've been told your whole life, like, all right, if you go to a four year university, like the great University of Illinois, and and you get an engineering job, you'll be paid this much, and you'll have a career for, you know, 30 years or whatever. And, you know, that's what you've been told your whole life. And then you realize, huh, maybe I want to do something different, or just kind of figure things out as I go along. And then it gets kind of murky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, murkiness is my specialty, I guess you could say is trying to uh, trying to create clarity out of the chaos. Yeah. And yeah. in doing that for a lot of people, you, you mentioned yourself as an engineer and, and being interested in doing other things. I encounter that quite often. People who have had a career following one path and then who want to follow something that they're passionate about, either because it developed out of that path or because it had been shoved down and repressed from a long time ago, or just because they encounter something new and they say that would be really cool. I wonder if I could make money at that. And we've, we've never had a time in the history of the world where it was easier and that there was more opportunity to create and to develop a real business. Now, easier to easier, I, I probably would be better to say simpler. It's yeah. <laughs> necessarily easy. There's plenty of work involved.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. It's, you know, it's, it's hard work for sure, but the, the path is, is more uh, easily defined, even though the, you know, it's a hard path. Uh, to walk sometimes.
0: It is. And I, I just love seeing a, a lot of my clients. I think musicians are a good example. I, I have six or seven musician, musician clients now that are either individuals or bands that have worked to grow their business. And in, in some cases they were, maybe when I met them, getting $40 a gig and, and not having very many gigs. And now here they are getting six, eight hundred or a thousand dollars a gig and mo- booking multiple gigs a week. And on the path that they want to be on, to grow this to be something truly significant where they can impact the world in the way that they enter it. And I,
1: yeah. I just, I love seeing that happen. I think that's really, really awesome. And I think kind of, you know, getting into uh, what we're going to talk about today is it, as adventure is uh, you're helping these, these people follow their own adventure. So what does that mean for you, that that word adventure? Do you have like a working definition?
0: Well, I, I, I think, I don't know if I'd call it a working definition, but I definitely have a lot of thoughts about adventure. In fact, with. I think your segue is very appropriate because many of my clients would say that it is time for them to embrace their adventure. I, for me, adventure is getting out of your comfort zone. I, I think that comfort zones are exactly that—they're like beds; they're very comfortable, but we don't grow there. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are—they uh, the bed calls to me, but I I don't accomplish anything until I get out of it. And I, I believe with our comfort zone, that's the case as well. So it's about saying, where do I want to be? How do I get there? And taking active steps to move towards it. One of the things I'm very passionate about is getting better every day. I'm also mm. passionate about being grateful every day and and the, and both of those are part of a practice that I follow each day I, I I will say that the inspiration for it came from a Tim Ferriss podcast so I, I can't claim it completely
1: love me some Tim Ferris
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I do as well I was just listening to him yesterday but it the this practice uh, for me is a gratefulness and gratitude practice in the morning I take just two and a half minutes and write down I found that writing it down was really important. Write down three non-repetitive things that I'm grateful for. After I did that for two to two and a half weeks, I found that without even trying, it changed my entire perspective. And 10, 12, 15 hours later, I would be grateful. Mm. So, which is which was truly impactful. And I've I've certainly taught a little bit about that and connected that with my clients. But the the second part is what connects to our topic today, which is growth. In the evening, I sit down and spend that same two and a half minutes. And I ask myself, how have I gotten better today? Or how, what have I learned today? I believe very passionately that every day you either move forward or you move backward. And if you think you're sitting still, you're slowly drifting backward. And I, I just have never wanted to be that guy that went backwards. So I look and say, how, how did I go forward? And if there isn't anything, I will grab a book that I keep next to that and I will read it for 15 minutes until I can of move forward. I think there's something about something adventurous about making sure that you're always moving into new territory every single day.
1: Yeah. I think that there's a lot of wisdom in that. The, uh, I mean, you mentioned Tim Ferriss, he's a, you know, a study of the a, a student of the Stoics and of, you know, some other philosophy, like uh, you know, Kaizen, the continuous improvement model, just little tiny incremental changes every day that can add up to big results.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the impact, of, the power of small numbers. is is how I talk a lot about that, and most often I'm referring to that as how we can make incredible, almost monumental change in our lives or in our businesses. That that numbers which initially seem imposing or just almost unbelievable to accomplish if you break them down into their component parts are imminently more accomplishable. So you could take something, for example, uh, of just taking $5 a day. And if you set aside $5 or you find a way to make $5 a day over the course of a week, that's not very much, but over the course of 10 years, that's an incredible amount of money and that the same is true if someone wants to build a million dollar business they don't need to build a million dollar business they need to build a business that gets $3000 a day yeah or that gets 150ish dollars an hour And that is more achievable. So there are lots of ways to do that. I find the same works with time increments and the same works with adventure. If we get, we like to say in our jujitsu class, my my son and I both uh, are very fortunate to have been able to do karate and jujitsu together. And in our jujitsu class, one of the most popular sayings is that we need to get 1% better every day. And if Mm. we do that, everything else- Did I bring
1: that up in the jujitsu class too? Yes, sir. So I've been toying with the idea. My, so my son's four my daughter's two of uh I'm starting to get alex into jujitsu this fall with, with me i think that would be really really cool to do when, when did you start that with your son
0: so we started the karate taekwondo actually a little over four years ago, about four and a half years ago now. And we both were, uh, we worked all the way together through our black belts and are now working towards our second Don. And it's been a tremendous, wow. community and a super positive impact. It changed his world. My, my son is, has Asperger's and, and it had, and things like martial arts or art or music are often some of the keys to making a positive behavioral direction with kids who are on the spectrum. And it certainly did with him. And then being able to share that together, even when I was traveling like crazy was great. Mm. And then about two years ago, we started jujitsu as well. And he has done that a lot more than I have as my travel didn't allow for five classes a week. It only allowed for the two for karate, (laughs) but I have been bouncing in and out and I love jujitsu and I strongly recommend you and your son, Get out there and do that. I was inspired to do so by another podcast that I suspect we share, Jocko Willink.
1: Mm. Um, and I haven't listened to his show actually. I've I've read his book twice and and listened to his, his interview with with Tim and a few other people, but I haven't actually subscribed to his show. I, Yet,
0: (laughs) in all your spare time, jump into another three-hour podcast. That yeah, that's the thing. It's just they're really long. (laughs) They they really they really are. They're pretty impactful. And it was it was actually that interview with Tim that led me to his book, which led me to the podcast.
1: His book is just so impactful. It is dense. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. I've probably it's the most gifted book. Tim Ferriss likes to ask that question: What's the book you've gifted most? And for me, in the last two years, it is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I've probably given away i don't know 70 or 80 copies of it
1: yeah it's for like the three people out there who haven't heard of it could you kind of boil down the concept in a nutshell
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I can't imagine too many haven't at this point but the uh but Jocko Willink is a it was a Navy SEAL. He's retired now and runs a company called Echelon Front, runs a a podcast and and he and his partner Leif Babin wrote a book that takes the laws of combat and simplifies them and applies them to business and personal lives in a really powerful, very clear way. It's it's one of it has become one of my top three or four most recommended books. Mm.
1: Anybody who knows me knows I love me some Navy SEALs, <laughs> um, Jocko, and, um, and I mean, it seems like any SEALs book or any SEAL that I hear on a podcast or get to interact with is just operating on such a different level of humanity. <laughs> yeah, they, they've taken efficiency in communication and,
0: and really boiled it right.
1: Yeah, though they, you know, they struggle with uh, you know, normal stuff like any of us. I was, I was joking with uh, a friend of mine who's a retired SEAL. That we've got boys who are the same age, and he's dealing with the same kind of stuff that I'm dealing with, (laughs) right? his kids, Uh, which is kind of you know kind of freeing in a way. Like, yeah, you know, it brings brings them down to earth a little bit, even though they are really effective in a lot of areas of life. Um, Yeah, you know, I still human.
0: I think that's an important understanding. And, and I've had the, the same experience in a little bit of a different world. I've been fortunate to connect with quite a few CEOs of pretty large companies over time and to, and to sit in a number of, uh, I guess, what, what you might refer to as high-level meetings. And what I've recognized is that people are people. That position, yeah. position and experience certainly may give us a different role at, at a certain time. But people are people, and we all face many of the same struggles and And that's I, I think reassuring in a couple of ways. One, the, in what you mentioned and that it that it helps us connect. but another is that it, that the principles that if something is a, a true principle, it applies to everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. and And actually, speaking of principles, is there anything you've learned from all these these high performers that you've been around your in your career? about incorporating adventure into our lives and how important that is. Is there anything that comes to mind for you about that?
0: Yeah, there are a couple of things. The, the, The primary one I would say is this, that every truly high performer that I know that has maintained that consistently over a period of time does things to push themselves beyond what they already know. They are passionate about growing. They are passionate about stepping out and doing new things. And they are also generally really well balanced with fun. (laughs) I think think that uh, the the level of serious leaders, the the people that you would just look at and go, they are so, so serious, is probably more the mid-level as opposed to the upper level. I found that the upper level take their work seriously but not themselves. Yeah. And that's a, that's a lesson that I have taken that has helped me greatly. I think earlier in my career, I treated myself so seriously, like, man, I was just the, the most important thing in the world. And the work that I was doing was like saving lives. And at some point you realize you're just selling gum and mints, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so because of that, I, I learned to relax and that allows adventure in. I think when we're so serious and so intense that that intensity is good, focus is good, but when we're so locked down on how serious we are about everything, including ourselves, that we don't leave that room for adventure to come in, and we certainly aren't relaxed enough to be out seeking it and that that's something I've seen among a lot of the a lot of the top performers that I've studied and those that I've been around is that they are seeking adventure and seeking growth
1: yeah, I think that's that's a really good. Point to make and um, I, one of I'm sure you're a fan of Teddy Roosevelt as I am. Oh yes, um, you know that that philosophy of work hard but also play hard. <laughs> you know for sure, and he did both. <laughs> Good Lord, he did. <laughs> I got oh man, I I've got to introduce you to this guy or, or figure out a way to connect you. There's a, a guy I met in San Antonio who is a historian and a lawyer, but he is an impersonator of Teddy Roosevelt as you know, like a side gig, but just the, the stories that he could tell you about Teddy's life are are just amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's remarkable. And i I've studied history and and the history of of wars and U.S. history and presidents, and I, I love connecting all of that. So I would certainly I would certainly enjoy that introduction and gain a lot from it.
1: Yeah, is there is there anybody else like that, like either historical figures or people who are out there now that you think, man, they re- they really get it in terms of uh, adventure and fun, um, and and how important that is in our lives that we can model.
0: Well, normally when I'm normally when I am uh, asked about historical figures, I think of the the Stoic philosophers that you mentioned earlier, but I, I don't know that I don't know that I would label them as the biggest fun havers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't think Epictetus ever you know, cut yeah. loose. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not
0: sure that uh, that Marcus Aurelius was just uh, you know just out down at the club. Uh, I I could be wrong, but I, I,
1: I hope we're wrong, but
0: (laughs) I, I do. I hope we're, I hope that we're wrong as well. So I, I don't think any historical figures come to mind. I've, I I think though of a modern day person who relaxes a little bit, who we see who does some pretty incredible things in Richard Branson. Oh yeah. Now he, he's maybe at the end of the spectrum (laughs) on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he he has done some pretty amazing things and yet clearly is having fun and most of the successful people that you see find a way to have fun. Even we talk about Jocko. Jocko comes across as super serious. And yet when you listen to him, he talks about surfing and he talks about jujitsu. And he he talks about all these different things that he goes and does. And he'll say them so seriously, but you can also tell he's having a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, he's like a big, playful polar bear, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to wrestle with that polar bear, though. No. <laughs> Or any, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, not exactly an, an adventure that I really want to take on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So you mentioned the, the, the morning and the evening practices that you do to kind of, you know, get, get your head centered and get your mind right around, around your day. Are there any other um, things that you do for yourself to, um, you know, really make sure that you're going down the right path and taking care of yourself so you can show up best for for your family and your your clients? You
0: know, it's interesting that you asked that because in this last week, probably about five days ago, I recognized that some of the strategies and principles that I teach my clients, I had been drifting on specifically in terms of self-care and time management. And it wasn't a Fun realization, but I—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like anything else, right? The walls yellow around you, and suddenly you realize that you're in—you're uh, in a completely yellow room that was painted white at one point. And I, so, I've taken the last few days and reset things. So, what are some—what are some paths that I do? I, I wear a handy Fitbit, and I, I like Fitbit both because it, it gets a little bit of my competitive gene going, which is nice, but also because of something that's connected with me over the last couple of years of wearing it, which is that every day you start at zero. And I I just, I like that mindset that every day, it goes with with what I said before, that every day you need to accomplish something. So every day I need to get to 10,000 steps and I could have gotten to 75,000 yesterday or I could have gotten to a thousand, but today I'm at zero and I, and I have another opportunity. No matter how sore
1: you are from that 75,000, you're going (laughs)
0: to get to 10 today. (laughs) Exactly. And to be clear, I've never had 75,000 in a day. (laughs) I think my most is about 40,000, which is still a lot of steps but uh it it that's something that i do i also i, I focus on exercise so i i I mentioned before the gratitude and the growth. I actually put it into a, a group I call I, that I call GGE. It's a terrible acronym, but it works for me. Gratitude, growth, and exercise. I, I believe that motion trumps emotion and that we are likely to get trapped into our emotions if we if we sit or, or we can feel anxious or upset. The best thing to do is to move, is to have some form of motion. For me, that, that's ensuring that I have exercise on a consistent basis. I also would say that two years ago, A, a connection that finally clicked for me. And, and maybe this could be important for the audience as well is sleep. Right. I was, I was a sleep warrior. I was the one who said, I, man, I was so proud. I wore it as a badge of honor. I don't need sleep. I'm good, man. I three hours. I'm all set. I stay up till four. I'll be up at six. Let's go. And that was me all of my life. I went through college. I slept three hours a night and I, I, got two degrees in four years. I I worked, I ran organizations. I was like, man, I'm, I I can do this. And so throughout a 30-year period of time, I convinced myself that I was as effective as I could possibly be and that all these people who said that if you sleep, you'd be more productive were insane. Well, as it turns out, my- <laughs> <laughs> got to pay I, the piper eventually. <laughs> yes, those words that you always love to say, I was wrong. And I wasn't a little wrong. I was a lot wrong. So how I discovered that is that when I resigned from my position a couple of years ago, uh, running uh, running retail stores and airports, I stepped away to start my company. And I said, well, if I'm going to start my company, I might as well take an opportunity to sleep and see what all this is about. It sounds like it might be interesting. So I slept as much as my body wanted to for a while. And it was interesting because after about a month, it took me a full month or more to recover after a month, my body settled out at about between seven and seven and a half hours every day. So I needed to be in bed for about eight hours. And that's where it really wanted to be. The The most interesting part isn't that it settled out there because I, lo- I was looking at that as lost time. I, I was like, how am I sacrificing four more hours a day than I was? That's ridiculous. What was interesting is I had very specific measures and the work that I was doing in 70 hours before I was able to do in 40 hours. Now, do the math there. I was giving up four hours a day. I gave up 20, 25 hours maybe. And really, I'd been sleeping about five hours a night. So I really was giving up about uh, probably 15 to 20 hours uh, that, I, that I gave up, quote unquote, to sleep. But I picked up 30 hours in productivity. Man. And I was pretty effective before so so this made me super efficient and it made and it gave me the wherewithal to start going back and looking at my time management practices and asking if there were anything else that I could do and, and that turned into my full time management training now which sleep is a part of what I train my entrepreneurs to ensure they 're getting
1: that 's awesome and definitely important and something i 'm going to have to remember in another uh... Two months from this recording, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to be getting uh, not going to be getting much sleep in a couple of months. But uh, we will be valuing what little I'm able to get. <laughs>
0: there, there you go. And I, I will tell you, it was shocking to me. I know it was a bit of a long story, but it was it was a powerful one in my life that changed me completely around on how I spend several hours a day for the rest of my life.
1: Mm, yeah, that's really and over and over again. I mean, so many other people I talked to, uh, a friend of mine, Larry Hagner had. Uh, an issue with insomnia that I mean really got him got him messed up for a while and so many other entrepreneurs will just burn themselves at both ends in the middle and eventually it kind of comes around to either your your body's going to tell you you need to sleep or your productivity will or or something else will but
0: It it will. And for me, like I say, that was another example of the walls yellowing around me. I had no idea. And because I naturally work at a pretty high level of productivity, it wasn't necessarily obvious to those around me. But once I I got that proper rest, it was like I could see clearly again. I was making decisions faster. Decision fatigue came less often. Uh, the My quality of decisions were were better, and the speed at which I worked and the amount of which I was able to focus were tremendously different
1: mm. it, something that, that I wanted to pick your brain on uh, you kind of mentioned like you've once you 've started to realize that the the room's yelling around around you and you might be getting a little overwhelmed or off track like do you have a like questions you ask yourself or like a, a Something you go through uh, procedure-wise to reset yourself? Like what do you do in those moments?
0: That's a great question. And for for me, I find that it's at that point that I realize I need extreme action one direction or another. And, and the reason is I've gotten here by minute action, the drifted <laughs> forward,
1: right? So interrupt the drift.
0: I, exactly. So I I recognize I need to put a full stop and and I I need to step outside the room and and just assume. Really, really not take anything for granted and start asking questions. I, I, I think most of life when we get down to it is about asking questions. Oh yeah. And the more questions we ask, the more that we are, I was given feedback a number of years ago that I needed to continue to be more curious. And I, I said, man, I thought I was curious. Now it, it, the, the lesson was that if you ask one or two levels, you'll find out what everyone else finds out. But if you ask six, seven or eight levels deep, then you'll find out the truth. And that you'll they you'll get it you'll get it down to its simple core and figure out what's really going on. So when I recognize that I'm in that spot, I like to press pause, step back, and look and say, "How in the world can I what what dramatic action can I take?" And a good example of that is my exercise. So what did I do? I, I needed to take dramatic, but also tenable or doable action. And,
1: and, <laughs> yeah. and, and so I to go out and run an Ironman tomorrow. Well,
0: yeah. right. And, and <laughs> the thing is, my personality would lead me to that or earlier in my career, it would in my life, it would have led me to say, to say, oh, well, you're not, you're not working out at all. So now you're going to work out for two hours, seven days a week. You're going to go for 20,000 steps a day. You're not going to eat. You're not going to, you're going to change your eating habits completely immediately. And you're going to sleep as much as you need all at once. Yeah. And that that is not workable for the vast majority of people. No. So for me, I think you're out for the
1: military what, or something. Exactly. <laughs> right.
0: So for me, I figure out what is that step, that first significant step. And in fact, I I approach it the same way that I teach time management. Once you figure out here are the things that are urgent and important, here are all the most important things. I I take another lesson from Tim Ferriss. How do you decide between them? You look for the one that makes the biggest difference or or makes the others go away. And so I picked the first one that, because, that makes the others easier or go away, and I do that. And in this case, for me, for the exercise, it was getting back to the simple discipline of 10,000 steps a day. And so I did that first. And then a few days later, I layered in the second step and then the second step. So the short version is step back, ask a bunch of questions, pick the one thing that'll make the biggest difference, and then lay out the steps for the next ones to
1: be layered in. Mm. I think that's a a really good point and and speaking of asking questions is there somebody that you think man that that person asks really good questions that you kind of keep going back to and I, I know we're fans of Tim Ferriss and that <laughs> I
0: was say, he would, he's always maybe, my first example. maybe the second choice <laughs> uh, well most of the people that I would recommend for a lot of things I've gotten to through the Tim Ferriss podcast because of how many people that he he interviews and I think another guy that asks Pretty fascinating questions is Cal Fussman. Oh yeah, and he he worked for the New Yorker. He does his own podcast now. titled Big Questions, if I remember right, and he asks really insightful questions that get to the core of things. I, I like some of what uh, from NPR uh, guy Raz on. Uh, Uh, that that he asks on his podcast. So I I think those are a couple there. I have a number of friends who ask really good questions. Uh, It's not surprisingly, a couple of them are attorneys.
1: (laughs) Uh, You would hope they ask good questions. (laughs) Right.
0: But it, it, but it also depends on what type of questions, right? I, I think the best questions balance logic and, and, and emotion right that that are able to put you in a spot where you're able to able or want to answer something that that gives up a little bit more than maybe you would have thought or intended or takes you to a new place and in my experience there are a select few people who are truly good at that. I strive to get better at it all the time. I work with a lot of clients one-on-one. And one of the most important things that I do, I start with it in my assessment, is that I ask a bunch of questions to determine not what they think they want, but what they're really aiming at. And that asking of questions is a, is a skill that will be a, a long time being developed for me
1: yeah same same here and uh i hope i've got a one more question which i hope will be a good one for you that you might be have been marinating on during our time here and that is what would you challenge me and the audience to this next week after this episode airs to incorporate some adventure into our lives i know you got a Couple of ideas on this.
0: <laughs> I, I do. I, I actually. The funny thing is, I did what I do, and I narrowed that down from about ten. <laughs> I, had, I had lots of ideas. I've really enjoyed the challenges that have that have been put out uh, from your podcast over time. Getting out into nature or thinking of thinking of things that we can celebrate, which which for me feels akin to the gratitude practice that, yeah. I, that I follow, and I really I resonated with that quite a bit. And as I, I thought about as I thought about coming and speaking with you, there are really there are as you mentioned two that came to mind that are that that rose to the top the The first of them may be for some a little bit more difficult, but maybe that 's just the right challenge that that we need, and that is something that that meshes with the way that I challenge my clients. Take something that you 've always wanted to do that you 've always wanted to be paid for that you 've always wanted to be known for, and earn. $25 doing it. Now that's, mm. it, 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 that could go a lot of different ways, right? If you've wanted to be an artist, make a painting or, you know, create a painting or draw something, do your art and sell it for $25. If you're a musician, you know, record a song and sell 25 of them for a dollar each. However you get there, earn $25. It's amazing the power of earning that first twenty-five dollars and what that will inspire you to beyond that, which is why I like the challenge.
1: Yeah, I think that's great, and it's it's approachable enough to where you could do it with just about anything within a week. I mean, unless you're wanting to be a nuclear physicist or something, but <laughs> right. And then, and then I guess you could—I
0: uh, don't know—figure out how to give physics advice if you've been studying that. I don't—I don't have a good yeah. answer. <laughs> So, So for those who feel that this might be a little too far out, there's a challenge that I gave myself and shared with my son starting at the end of last year that I think would be really appropriate for the theme of adventure. And that is that we started making a list of all the things that, that he wanted to do, that he hadn't done in his life, you know, his, his wizened 15-year-old, 14 at that time, <laughs> life. And it, it, of all the things, though, that, that he was like, I'd like to do that. And it, it, it ranged from as simple as he wanted to go ice skating, to he wanted to go sledding on a big hill, to he wanted to go to a big concert to he, he wanted to go go-kart racing to he wanted to learn how to shoot guns it it varied really dramatically. And we made that list together, which was a great experience to share just to make the list. And then I committed that I would mark at least one thing every single month off that list. And in the eight months since we have, we have marked at least one off every month. It's been a very cool and very rewarding experience. I think it's opened his horizons and allowed him to try things. It's allowed us to share time together. So the challenge would be to make that list if you have a kid, make it with your kid. If not, make it for yourself and then mark at least one thing off of it, small or large that week that you've always wanted to do, or that has sounded cool that you've never had a chance to do.
1: Cool. That's I, I call awesome. that
0: the bucket list challenge.
1: <laughs> I love it. And like, like you mentioned, I mean, there's just a wealth of, of challenges that have come out from the great guests who've been on the show. It's so fun to hear the variety. I mean, there's still you know really no repetition of them yet or you know 20 20 something episodes deep at this point it's really really cool to hear just the how the different experiences and backgrounds of of you and the, your fellow guests have contributed to these really fun challenges
0: yeah they they have definitely been fun have there, has there been one that's really stuck out to you so far
1: yeah I, well of course it's it was john eldridge i mean he he just sticks out to me in general but um the what happened because of that challenge was even just as impactful um his challenge was to get out in nature with your with your phone off and originally i was thinking that it was going to be you know going camping or something and what happened was i needed to get my uh inner tube for my bike repaired repaired so I was like you know what i'm just going to go for a test ride after i get my bike tube repaired and and leave my phone off and i found this little trail that's just kind of nestled in the middle of downtown lafayette like for some reason that's behind this, uh, this mansion and art museum. And it ended up being the most fun I've had on a bike that I can remember. i almost fell off a couple of times. I did fall off. <laughs> it was a really- But you're okay. Cool. Oh yeah, I'm fine. It was, I wore a <laughs> helmet, mom, because I know you're listening. Um, and uh, I was going these little switchback trails, that, you know, you had to go over bumps and rocks and pieces of concrete and logs and, you know, little drop offs and things and then at the end of the trail there's about 3 or 4 inches between of height between the trail itself and the concrete of the um, parking lot and I tried to jump that hit it straight on and went right over my hand <laughs> but I got out I mean it's only half an hour 40 minutes to go down and back and my adrenaline was pumping there was no guarantee that I was going to come out the same you know physical shape that I went in it was a place I'd never been before out in nature and I was just focused on that physical challenge and I got out and like, man, that was awesome. <laughs>
0: that that is amazing.
1: And but it's just, I, you know, it took less than two hours and I didn't even have to leave my town. <laughs> and yet when we disconnect, we see things we didn't think we would see, right? It, absolutely. It is crazy. So I think that's that's been one of the most impactful ones. The other one was um uh the Jan Keck's challenge the the ask deep questions guy um to talk with someone a stranger and ask them a why question I, I talked with an acquaintance not quite stranger about her job and what she and why she liked her job or maybe didn't and we talked for a long time after that about why she's really not digging her current job and wanting to pursue a passion and wanting to get some more clarity on that it's really cool to you know get to that next level with someone that you know i've rubbed elbows with a couple times but we just never have have that next level of conversation it was really cool
0: that is really cool the the power of questions con- connections are key and absolutely the more that you build that the more that you the more that you grow in so many ways that's really that's very cool it's uh, great to see you learning through your own Podcast, and it, that's why I
1: started this. Is because I right? I need this as much or more than anybody. <laughs> well,
0: I, I appreciate that you have been that you have been doing it. it. It's certainly been wonderful to listen. I I'm working my way through all of them since I came to it pretty uh, a little bit later. But I've uh, I'm through. I think I, I counted a minute ago. Actually, I think I'm through seven or eight of them now. and Oh,
1: they get even better. not yeah, they're right? all good in their own ways. But
0: <laughs> right, I've jumped around a little bit. So, but they they've been good and and I. I greatly appreciate what you're doing in bringing this to the audience and also in inspiring adventure and those around. I know it has caused me to pause and think a little bit differently. And it was great that the week that you and I met was the week, I think it was the, or the week that we met or, or spoke, I guess, and then we're connected was the same week that I was posting an Embrace the Embrace Your Adventure video. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was the timing. I, 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 I've i seen coincidences, but I don't believe in them.
1: I don't um, either. This this whole thing fantastic. is way too good to be a coincidence.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So I, I greatly appreciate the uh, the opportunity to connect with you and to to follow your journey and to to see where it leads you and and where you're helping to lead the rest
1: of us. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I really appreciate that. And and, um, speaking of connections, how can people connect with you? Uh, Be able to love to share uh, any links or anything?
0: Oh, for sure. So the easiest way is uh, probably through Facebook, although I'm on all the different social medias, but Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is at Leaders Must Lead. And uh the website is leadersmustlead.com. Also, for those who may be interested, uh we recently have been have launched a new a just a I guess if you recently launched it, it is new, so that was going to be very repetitive. <laughs> but uh we have recently launched a a, a super affordable way for uh for a wider audience around the world to be able to gain access to a lot of high level training. And that's our leaders must learn platform, which as opposed to being hundreds of dollars per meeting and one-on-one meetings and all of that is a, it's a combination of a, of a bunch of trainings, a private Facebook group and a mastermind group, all wrapped up into one for only $49 a month. So anyone who's interested can certainly take a look at that as well. I'm very excited about the opportunity for growth through that, not, uh, not wanting to be here to, to, to sell my world to things, but I, I'm excited because I, I think that's a, a new form of adventure for us.
1: That's awesome. Looking forward to seeing uh, the growth that comes out of that for, uh everybody who wants to invest in it and jump in. And that's going to be really cool.
0: But more importantly, all the rest of it is completely free content. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put a ton of that out and come in and engage with the community. I'd love to meet as many as possible. Just leaders must lead everywhere. That that's where we're at.
1: Rock on. We'll make sure to link to all that in our our show notes and the blog post for all this. And uh, thanks again for your time today, Dan. This has been amazing. It's always great talking with you and uh looking forward to seeing where things go for your next are, are you coming to gen con by the way this is is coming out in uh july so we're, we're not quite to gen con yet
0: that's a very good question that i will give a waffling answer
1: to i am in
0: process <laughs> of acquiring a ticket
1: um well if you come I, friday we should uh we should grab uh, some sort of uh, beverage or food with uh, mike Conus and the gang
0: and uh, we I will definitely be connected with them, so that should be an easy connection. I'll also be connected with another client who is an amazing chef uh, that runs several restaurants up here in Ann Arbor, and I'd be, I'd be able to be glad to introduce you there as well.
1: That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <I cannot wait>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care, Dan. Uh, I'll let you get back to the rest of the day. I've got another uh, interview coming up too, which I oh man, these are all so awesome, and uh, it's good to be able to do a couple in a row here on a Monday afternoon. So, thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing you in uh, 20 days or something, whatever Gen Con
0: is. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. You're a, you're a gracious and amazing host and I look forward to this coming out and seeing all the others, including your next guest. Yes. Great. Have a great day and hopefully see you at Gen Con.
1: Take care. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Please leave us a review in iTunes. Those are the lifeblood of a new podcast. and We really appreciate those. If you want to continue the conversation around this episode and engage their fellow adventurers on our weekly challenge, join our group on Facebook. Now go out and live your adventure.
0: This is how legends are born.